Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. One of the most difficult truths of the gospel message to get across to people is the fact that we have all offended a holy God. Most people don't like to face up to this stark reality. Our lives are marked by waywardness and rebellion at every turn, and God cannot turn a blind eye to it. He wouldn't be righteous and holy if he didn't judge sin. So, here we are, exposed by the word of God to be sinners, marked by sin and guilt. Not a pretty picture. Not an easy thing to accept. But these marks of guilt will be contrasted in today's message with the wonderful marks of love and forgiveness. The crucified and resurrected Christ was revealed to the disciple Thomas by the marks of salvation, the marks of the nail prints in his hands. Thomas could say, My Lord and my God. And what a tremendous sight it was. Let's look further into the marks of guilt and the marks of love. We'll read first tonight in the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. If you hit Isaiah, then just go a little farther to Jeremiah. If you hit Ezekiel, then back off to your left and go to Jeremiah in chapter 2. And we'll read one verse here. Number 22. For though thou wash thee with nitre and take thee much soap, still or yet... Thine iniquity is marked before me, says the Lord God. Though you wash yourself with nitre, like with lye, the strongest agent you can think of, and take much soap, yet, or still lingering, is the mark of your iniquity before me, says the Lord God. Let's turn over just a little farther, and it's chapter 23 in this same book. And this time we'll read verse 18. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and has perceived and heard his word? Who has marked his word and heard it? Who's paid attention? That's, that's the idea. Who has marked his word? You know, sometimes when, when people say things, we're not concentrating or we just let it slide by. It's not too important. Not this. This is God speaking. Who has paid attention to what He says? To me. To you. Who has marked my word? John chapter 20 and verse number 26 is where we'll begin reading. Now the word marked isn't here, but I think you'll understand about there's some marks we're reading about. Chapter 20 of John and verse 26, after eight days, again, his disciples were within. They were within this little room. And Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and and stood in the midst and said, Peace, peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. Or the marks in my hands. There was marks there. 
and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. We've read about marked sins before God. God's word marked or, or paid attention to. Understood that it's true and it's for me. And then we've seen a man bearing marks. The marks of his suffering and death. The marks of sin's penalty being paid. And a man's response to that. Just one more verse. Luke chapter 10 and verse 20, and it says this, Notwithstanding in, in this rejoice not, in the wonderful things that were done, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather, rather rejoice because your names are written. Your names are marked down in heaven. I hope that brings a smile to your heart if it doesn't to your face. Your names marked down in heaven. That's a drastic contrast to what we've read first. Here was a people that had to understand, like we have to understand that, that we've sinned against Against God. It's not a casual slip up that everybody does. But this is sin that is marked, that is recognized, that is a blemish that we can't mend. You know, it would be embarrassing, uh, you know, to step up in, in front of a, in front of you. If my coat were, if it were ripped. Oh, that's kind of unacceptable. There's a, there's a blemish. It's a blemish we can't mend. It's a stain we can't remove. You know, we've been enjoying good meals here and I, we try to get it all inside of our, inside of our mouth and, but sometimes it, it comes and dribbles down across the front and across the tie and, and we wear a, a stain and, that's a little picture of what sin is like. And he said, look, this is a, a stain, a, a mark that you can't remove. This story came to me in, in thinking about some of these young ones that are going to be sitting up close here. And you all can just listen in because we get the picture through this. There was a little family. They were kind of in their late single digits and double digits and into teens, you know, kind of nine through 14. and. And they were at home because mom and dad had to work and they'd get home from school and they were given some instructions about, now listen, this is our house. And when you get home and we're not here, you get right to your schoolwork. You do not have any friends over when we're not there. And there's things that are acceptable and things that are unacceptable to do. Well, there were some concerns that maybe in their absence, these parents' absence before they got home, that maybe some things weren't just the way they were supposed to be. And so these parents put up a little observation camera, unbeknownst to the children, out of sight. And mom had a, had a monitor in her office. And when the kids got home from school, she'd just hit the screen and there and come up and she'd just see what's going on. 
And she'd be busy and she'd glance up there at that screen. And pretty soon, it wasn't just books coming out, but there were friends coming in the door. And there were things going on that they were not to do. And mom made a phone call. And she said, uh, how are things at home? Oh, just fine. Fine, mom. We're going to be coming home in just a few minutes. Oh, fine. You busy at your school? Yeah, yeah, just working away. Good. We'll see you. Dad and I will be home in just a little bit. Oh, fine. And they're scurrying. Leave. Go. And get in. And get the books open and start. And mom and dad walk through the door. Now, if you and I had walked through the door, no big deal. No big deal. Because they aren't accountable to us. But mom and dad walk through the door, whose children they are. And he says, now children, we're going to just have a little viewing here. We're going to view something. To get. Really? The middle of this afternoon, you're home from work early? Yeah, we are, but we wanted to watch something with you. And they put into the player there, and the children's face began to drop, and they went kind of pale, and they saw with their parents exactly what they weren't supposed to do, and they thought no one was watching. It was all recorded before them. There was no excuses to be made. All marked down. Now listen, maybe you can relate to that. Every one of us have done things and we are glad they are not marked down and played back in front. I wonder if there be any volunteers here just that everything, everything you've ever said and done. And how about every attitude? It's all there. Now listen, this is before God. He said, this is marked before me, says the Lord. Our sins are against God. When the one we're responsible to sees it. That brings up another issue. You know what he said? He said, your sin is marked before me. Nothing you can do will erase it. Oh, how dreadful. Sin against the God of heaven. The one who's made us. The one who holds our breath in His hand. Who loves you. And we've sinned against Him. And we can't do anything to appease Him. And wipe out the record. And make Him forget it. Or forget it ourselves. Or compensate in some way. No. Nothing can erase the mark of our sin. But you know what? If we understand the seriousness, the awfulness of sin before God, we're well on the way and ready to hear good news. And we're just going to move on to that just quick. Because I'm just going to mention what we read in in chapter 23. Who's listened? Who's paid attention to the Word of God? This is the Word of God. This problem of our sin is not just a concept. It's the Word of God. And it's good that it would be etched on our hearts. About our guilt. But also about the reality of a Savior. So I want to move you on to now. Because there in that little upper room, there's a group of disciples. 
And they've observed a man. They've observed Jesus for three and a half years. His Word is powerful. His grace is abundant. There's none other that compares to Him. He's holy. He's righteous. He's loving. That one that they loved. Thou art the Christ. The Son of the living God. You're among us. The one from God. Who is God? And they beheld Him as He's lifted high. And in the darkness, all alone, they didn't know what was going on at that moment. But the Scriptures tell us that on Him, all our iniquities were laid. The wrath of God lay hard upon Him in those hours of darkness. All that sinners whose sins are marked before God All that just payment that was required. Death. He willingly, deliberately stood in the sinner's place and made full payment for sin. His body was taken down and put in a tomb and a great stone rolled in front of the door of that cave. And on the third day, On the third day, angel rolled aside the stone and people could look inside. And the angel bore witness there that day. He's not here. He's risen. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And the one who died for our sins was risen. And we read of that little occasion. There those disciples are. Some of them had seen Jesus a week before. And here's Thomas, and he's at doubting variety. And and he just, he said, I want to see him. I want to put my hands in the print of the nails. And as he's there in that room with those other disciples who had seen the Lord, Jesus himself stood in the midst. And there that doubting man looked At the Lord Jesus. And I love to think of that scene. The individual, personal attention of the Lord Jesus. As He greets all of His disciples, peace be unto you. And He turns to that man Thomas. And He says, okay, now take a personal look. He didn't put it in those words, but that's what was going on. Take a personal look, Thomas. Behold, my hands and my side. See that it is I. Have you had a personal look? You see, salvation isn't about how much you believe. You do need to know it's true, but it's that personal look. And Thomas had that personal look. That understanding look. That look that says, that's Him. That's Him. And He did it for me. To erase, to remove, to cleanse away our sins. You know the verse, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses from all sin. Remember that mark that is indelible? That mark that can't be erased by our efforts? The blood of God's Son, the Lord Jesus was poured out deliberately, intentionally, 
and personally so that your sins could be washed away. And Thomas got a glimpse that day. And he says, it's for me. He's my Lord. He's my God. And we would point you to a risen Savior tonight. We'd point you to Him. The risen Christ of God, who God sent into the world to save sinners. He says, come unto me. Just come to me. Just look to me. The look of dependence on me. And be saved. For I am God and there's, there's none else. Or just be like Thomas. And say he's mine. I claim what he did for me. You know what will happen? Is what we read in Luke chapter 10. Name written in the book of life. Eternal life. Eternal life. You see? It's not a feeling. It's not a sensation. But it's in a person. And when your sin's mark is removed, there's a mark that's put in heaven, in the book of life. Your name. Wouldn't it be wonderful tonight to have entered this auditorium with that mark and with that guilt of sin? all before God and come to realize that because of what Christ has done, because of the one who bears the marks of having paid the price for your sin, you'd fall down before Him and say, He's mine, my Lord, my Savior, my God. The marks removed, but the mark written in heaven. Eternal life received as a gift. Paid for by the Son of God Himself. And personally, so that your sins could be washed away. And Thomas got a glimpse that day. And he says, it's for me. He's my Lord. He's my God. And we would point you to a risen Savior tonight. We'd point you to Him. The risen Christ of God. Who God sent into the world to save sinners. He says, come unto me. Just come to me. Just look to me. The look of dependence on me. And be saved. For I am God. And there's there's none else. Or just be like Thomas. And say, he's mine. I claim what he did for me. You know what will happen? Is what we read in Luke chapter 10. Name written in the book of life. Eternal life. Eternal life. You see? It's not a feeling. It's not a sensation. But it's in a person. And when your sin's mark is removed, there's a mark that's put in heaven. In the book of life. Your name. Wouldn't it be wonderful tonight to have entered this auditorium with that mark and with that guilt of sin, all before God, and come to realize that because of what Christ has done, because of the one who bears the marks of having paid the price for your sin, you'd fall down before Him and say, He's mine, my Lord, my Savior, my God. The marks removed, 
but the mark written in heaven, your name. Eternal life received as a gift, paid for by the Son of God Himself. Yes, the gospel message is a simple one. Acknowledge your sin and accept the payment made for it by Christ on the cross of Calvary. Appreciate the marks of love that you see upon the crucified Savior and see in the scriptures the marks of salvation and assurance. Yes, your name marked down in heaven. We trust that this message today will have made the gospel clear and plain to you and that you will have your name written down in heaven even today. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at anchorpointradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by Believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering unto the name of the Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, take a look at our Anchor Point website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gathering center nearest you. My name is Glenn Todd. Thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul.